This is a special composer tribute for James Horner. James Horner left this world on June 22, 2015, but he did not leave this world empty. Over the course of some 40 years, James Horner created over 100 original musical scores that have filled and will go on filling the hearts of all who hear them. This tribute comes from over 20 composers who have worked with or were touched and inspired by both the man and his music. You will hear genuine, emotional, and intimate stories, moments of inspiration, musical insights, and appreciation, but most of all, you will be reminded of the power of music in the hands of an artist to deeply touch the souls of others. Our tribute begins with Austin Wintory. James Horner was one of the last composers working in the film industry whose music captured the optimism of at least what I would consider to be Hollywood at its best. That sense, not just of escapism, but of, of kind of transcendence, of being swept away into another time and place and genuinely transported. He is scores his his grand symphonic very classically informed scores had the ability to do that like so few others and especially so few in in today's landscape where where times and, and tastes have changed and and his attachment to the ideals and the idealism of old hollywood uh, are something that um, I, I will i will sorely miss the art form is i believe definitely the poorer in his absence, uh, but at least uh, happily, there is a legacy left behind of recorded works, uh, a legacy that is uh, towering and for composers, <laughs> uh, sort of mind-bogglingly intimidating. But so long as people are interested in telling stories through this medium, that it's a legacy that will live forever. Debbie Wiseman. James Horner's music was melodic and memorable. He wrote soaring melodies that somehow elevated the movie. I loved his scores for Titanic, Braveheart, Avatar, A Beautiful Mind. They all had that Horner magic. In a recent interview, James Horner said that composing music for the movies was like being a tightrope walker with one foot in the air at all times. That somehow summed up completely the work of the film composer, having to negotiate all the different challenges of each individual production, which he did so brilliantly. James also said in the same interview that if the music made him cry, he knew he'd nailed it. Film music fans around the world shed many a tear on hearing the news of the terrible plane crash. But I know that James's music will live on and it will be making audiences cry for many, many years to come. Hi, my name is Greg Edmondson. When I was beginning to write for film and television, James Horner was one of my heroes. 
and he remains so to this very day. I was inspired by his scores, and I learned so very much from listening and then analyzing what he did. Whoever I am today, he is a great part of me and a muse. I owe him a debt of gratitude that can never be repaid. We all love his wonderful orchestral work, but he was also a master of unique and offbeat scores that were just so perfect. I always loved Thunderheart, Apocalypto, and my favorite by far, Field of Dreams. I went to see that movie multiple times because the soundtrack had not come out yet, and I so loved what he did that I wanted to ingrain it in my brain. Rest in peace, James, and I will meet up with you in Iowa. Hi, this is Frederick Wiedemann. I can't express how devastated I am about what happened to James Horner yesterday. Um, I can say that he's been by far the most influential composer for me. Uh, ever since I started to obsess about film music back in the 90s, I couldn't get enough of his music. I don't think there was any other composer that could pack this much emotion and gorgeous melody into the biggest action-packed blockbusters, completely transforming the film and mesmerizing the audiences with gorgeous melodies. I'm sure that James Horner has been a musical influence, um, not only for me, but also almost every working composer out there today. So I think to some degree, at least, his musical spirit will live through all of us, no doubt. My favorite score of his, I think, is from the British film Iris. Not many people know about it, so if you haven't heard this one, please check it out. It's absolutely wonderful. It's, in my opinion, the most beautiful score ever created by anybody. It's just stunningly gorgeous. His music is an absolute treasure and it will live on forever. I have no, I have no doubt. Thank you, James, for everything. Hey, this is Jeff Rana. You know, James Horner was one of that tiny, tiny handful of composers who raised the bar for everyone. His writing, his thematic writing, his sense of deep emotion carried through every single one of his amazing scores. I was touched by all of them and mainly just touched at the level of consistency that he brought to all of those projects. Although he scored some great movies, every single one was truly elevated by the depth 
of his insight into what music is and what it does for a film. He will be missed by everyone, by his colleagues, by everyone who has ever seen a movie that he worked on, which is probably just about everyone. But he died doing something he loved, and uh, although it's tragic, I guess it's a small compensation. Anyway, he was a great inspiration to me, and I will miss his contributions to this art form of film. Coming next are some thoughts from composer Joe Blankenberg, who, upon hearing the news of James Horner's passing, sat down and played at his piano, and he conceived a special piece dedicated to Horner in only ten minutes, and that piece you will hear underscoring his thoughts in a moment. Blankenberg says that when he heard that James Horner had died flying his own aircraft, that all the sadness disappeared because he knew it was something that Horner loved. Hi, my name is Joe Blankenberg. I'm a German composer in LA. James Horner's body of work is absolutely astounding. Over and over again he proved what it takes to write great, memorable melodies, a skill that I think separates the good from the best composers out there. When I heard about James Horner's passing, I first was saddened. However, that heavy feeling quickly vanished and turned into a state of awe and admiration. Admiration for a great human being who was an example for what it means to be relentless in following his passions. I'll always look up to him for the way he conducted his life. Our time on this planet is very limited and doing what we love to do and following through with it takes true courage. Isn't this what ultimately defines the human condition? Isn't this what life is essentially about? We will never ever stop listening to your music, James. Hello, it's Grant Kirkup here. I was trying to think about my earliest recollection of Mr. James Horner, and um, I think it was Battle Beyond the Stars. I remember thinking that that was the like best interpretation of, you know, the Beneficent Seven in space ever. Like it just was so majestic and um, adventurous sounding and a great theme. And like hearing that echoed in his later Star Trek stuff was like really brilliant. Um, I think also when I was writing um, the Kingdoms of the Amalur stuff and the Civilization Beyond Earth stuff, that was in my mind and I. I don't think I really realised that at the time, but looking back on it, I definitely was thinking about that. Just fantastically tuneful music. I just don't think I can say any more than that. You'd be really missed.
My name is Mark Grisky. I was asked to say a few words about James Horner's music and how it's inspired me over the years. So I did some listening a little bit this afternoon and kind of reminded myself of this incredible body of work and skimmed through some of the recordings that I've heard over the years that have been inspiring and was again astounded by the incredible diversity uh, that James had as a composer and um, always being able to tie in the emotion uh, to the film, the human aspect, connect with the audience that way. So, you know, a couple of thoughts here on some of the films. Uh, Field of Dreams, uh, I think, is a very interesting score because it's uh, very mysterious and introspective, and extremely sparse throughout most of the film. It's very dreamlike. And what's cool is he resists the urge to use uh, the big orchestra to the end of the film, really. I mean, I don't know if I'd have that much restraint, but he felt the film would be better served by using the smaller color palette for the majority of the film, and then you have this huge payoff when the orchestra you know, kicks in and a big soaring theme and it's full and rich. You know, it just shows uh, a tremendous amount of maturity and uh, restraint. Apollo 13, you know, snare drums, very appropriate kind of military snare drum sound with a solo trumpet for parts of the score and, and you know totally appropriate I think most composers would say you know these are astronauts in training you know they they have a military background we're going to bring these these elements in but James didn't use that as a crutch or just stick to that throughout he quickly breaks off into this really interesting chorale style writing uh, it's the emotional experience that the astronauts are going through as they're training, they're preparing. And um, the other interesting texture that I love in that score is his use of synth, which I think is primarily like a pulsing bass element supporting that chorale style orchestral writing. And so he's able to bring in, you know, this is high technology, we're sending astronauts to the moon but not make a big deal about it. You know, weave it into the score, give it a supporting role, but it's, you know, it's still there. And up next are thoughts from a few composers, known in particular for their stellar work within the video game industry. First up, you'll hear composer Jason Graves, and he'll be followed then by Neil Acree, Gary Scheiman, and Sam Hewlett. Honestly, I don't even know where to start about James Horner. Easily one of the three most influential film composers in my youth, 70s, 80s, and and 90s. It started, of course, with Wrath of Khan, like everybody else. And that does still stick with me, but given the legacy of scores that I've been doing for games, Aliens was a pivotal musical moment for me. And of course, on the antithesis, there's... Legends of the Fall, which 
is probably one of my favorite Horner scores. I could probably tear up just listening to it right now. It was just so beautiful. I was in college when that film came out, and, and I just absolutely loved it. And of course, Willow is another really big one for me. I must have listened to that one a thousand times, right next to all the Williams stuff. Uh, just his orchestration, his melodies, and especially his harmonies. Uh, the way he did harmonies in Bicentennial Man or A Beautiful Mind, just so inventive, but uniquely his, which is the really hard thing to do. I think that's what all of us hope to aspire to one day. It's hard to put into words how much James Horner's music means to me, and it's heartbreaking to pay tribute under these circumstances, but I do so with the greatest admiration and respect. I've been a James Horner fan my whole life, and I've always counted him amongst my biggest influences as a composer. He was one of the main reasons I decided to become a composer myself. I was lucky enough to meet him and watch him at work early on in my career, and that was really a defining moment in my life. My thoughts are with his family and friends, and I thank him for all his music and all that it's given us through the years. My condolences to the family and friends of James Warner. He was a great composer, a great film composer, certainly, and his music inspired me greatly. His score for Wrath of Khan was the first film score of his that I was, I became familiar with, and I became a fan thereafter. Uh, I don't buy that many film scores, but I always bought uh, James's scores. His music is beautiful and it fits picture spectacularly. Uh, some of my favorite scores, I just mentioned Wrath of Khan, but Bobby Fischer is an absolutely gorgeous score. Of course, uh, Braveheart. Um, one score that I don't see people talking about too much is Casper. His score for the Casper the Ghost movie was actually an, an amazing. I recommend it to anyone to listen to. Um, Glory. House of Sand and Fog. Um, even Zorro was a really interesting score. So many others, really, uh, that, uh, you know, I used to say to my students at USC that uh, you know, James has made an awesome, a tremendous contribution. And uh, there's maybe five or six particularly spectacular scores. But when I look at the list and I see um, maybe 15 or 20 scores that uh, moved me personally tremendously and inspired me as a composer. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to underestimate what he accomplished as a composer.
James Horner's score for A Beautiful Mind had such an impact on me when I first heard it. I, I just listened to it over and over again on repeat, and it, it blew me away. I was really inspired by the balance of simplicity and beauty, and for me, in my own work, it was something that I strive to emulate. He was an extremely gifted composer, and his talent will be sorely missed. Next is another special tribute, this time from composer Chance Thomas, who, as you will hear, met James Horner while Horner's film score and Thomas's video game score for Avatar were being created. You'll hear Chance Thomas's thoughts and immediately following some of his music, inspired by Horner, created for Avatar the Game. Hi, Christopher. Thank you for inviting my participation in this wonderful tribute to a great man and a brilliant composer, James Horner. My name is Chance Thomas. When I first met James, I have to admit, I was scared to death. I had been hired to create an original music score for the video game version of James Cameron's Avatar and had arranged to meet with James Horner to hear what he was doing. Honestly, I thought he was going to treat me as a second-class citizen, you know. Who's this video game composer coming to intrude on my time? But he was so gracious. He was so sweet. He was even, you know, meek and deferential. You know how a composer, if he's getting ready to play his music for a fellow composer, will typically say things like, well, you know, I don't have it mixed yet, and I don't have all the final sounds, and, you know, making all these disclaimers. Well, he totally did that for me. And, and, I, and I stopped and I said, dude, do you know who you are? <laughs> you know, you're James Horner. You don't have to make any disclaimers for me, but he was so kind. His brilliance served as a constant source of inspiration to me as I worked on my own score based on James Cameron's amazing world of Pandora. And so I offer my tribute to James Horner. Thank you. Thank you for being the kind and sweet and genuine person that you were. And thank you for your wonderful, beautiful, and powerful music. We will miss you. My name is Jessica Curry and I'm the composer of Dear Esther and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I just wanted to say how sorry I was to hear about the death of James Horner. Um, I think he was an absolutely wonderful composer. Um, my favourite score um, was the one that he did for Iris um, with beautiful violin playing um, from Joshua Bell. It's been a really influential score for me and has directly influence the writing of Rapture actually. Um, it just has that wonderful mix of lyricism, it's very poetic, um, Kate Winslet sings beautifully on the score and I just think he's a great talent who's going to be hugely, hugely missed.
This is Scott Glasgow. James Horner and how he influenced me. Well, I am a child of the 80s, and like many of us composers, uh, we were greatly influenced by the films of that that time. Things like, um, well, a little bit earlier we had Star Wars, of course, and Alien, and other great scores. And uh, James Horner was a part of that whole tradition, I think, that really shaped many of us. Uh, I can particularly remember going to a theater with my friends. Uh, I was living in Orange County at the time. And uh, I think it was Star Trek II, maybe three, and coming out completely blown away uh, and, and humming the themes and, and just really just quite affected by what, had, what I had just seen and heard. Um, I do remember one specific moment when it was after the screening or uh, after seeing The Rocketeer. And that was one moment where I, I not only did the same thing, came out humming and singing the tunes, I just knew at that moment this was the type of career I wanted to be involved in. I recall in Robotech, uh, a film I had done in 2007, they had used some music of his as a temp, and and I, you know, I, I just felt it, it worked so well emotionally, and it's, it's how the, the chords change, and the, and the keys, and the modulations, and the the borrowed chords and, and just how it ebbs and flows with the dialogue is just tremendous. Even as Temp, it worked brilliantly. And I guess, you know, as my favorite score of his, I, I don't know if I have one. I mean, Aliens was was big. Uh, the Rocketeer, of course, as I already mentioned. Um, everything is done. It's just brilliant. And all the way up through to Spider-Man, this last Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, that is, just tremendously great, and I, I remember watching that movie thinking, this is just great, great music that is just filled with, with class and elegance and style, and, you know, it just has a sophistication that you rarely hear nowadays. And luckily now I'm also teaching at UCLA, which gives me the opportunity to share what I find or hear in James' music uh, with other students. In fact, one of my classes, the composers, the students, have to write a cue in the style of James Horner. And luckily, through teaching, I've had a great opportunity to go back and look at these scores and study them, and so I know something of what to say about them, and, and just amazing, amazing stuff. So that's it for me, James Horner. Tremendous influence, great loss. My name is Rolf Kent, and I think it was when I was a, well, I know it was when I was a kid, I first heard James Horner's music and was so struck by uh, the score to Willow, actually, which I just thought was lovely. And then I also uh, was really struck by the lovely percussive qualities and momentum of Aliens. But my favorite score by uh, quite a margin is the score to Field of Dreams which is such a beautiful, mysterious, and warm score, and it has that lovely sort of whispery quality, and whispery quality, and it also has that fantastic use of the low end on the piano with a big boom, and I just thought that was fantastic.
This is Penke Kuneva. James Horner is an amazing composer with such deep musicality and brilliant talent, and especially his gift for melody and his gift for establishing a unique personal style will be remembered forever. In 1998, I visited North Carolina School of the Arts, and this is when my decision to come to Los Angeles really solidified. I was driving in a rental car from North Carolina School of the Arts. My Heart Will Go On was on the radio. Of course, I had heard it by then many, many times, and uh, there was this one spot, one chord change in one of the later choruses where James Horner did something unexpected. He went to an unexpected chord, and that, that moment always gave me chills, always made my hair stand. And when I heard this moment again, driving in the car, thinking about this imminent move to Los Angeles, I just began to weep. I felt so inspired by that musicality, by the emotion, how that piece made me feel, how that song made me feel in that particular moment in that chorus. I thought to myself, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I will do it. No matter how difficult it is, I'll do it. And I just kept weeping for a while in the car, and um, I'll never forget this moment. It was this visceral moment of making a life-changing decision and committing to my decision to go to Hollywood with just one contact, with no money, and become a film composer. And it was that moment of listening to that song and weeping because it just moved me so much. So I just wanted to honor James Horner and say how grateful I am that you created so much fantastic music. Thank you so much. We mourn you and your musical legacy will live on. Hey, this is Jamie Christofferson, composer for film, video games, and TV. What can I say about James Horner that hasn't been said already? For me, his music represents the modern age of film composing, in that he seemed to always be looking for A, the heartbeat of a film, and B, for a unique sound in order to portray that heartbeat. So he often like would combine these really interesting textures from orchestral and non-orchestral instruments. I mean, just listen to uh, the Julian Pipes in Braveheart or uh, Field of Dreams, the, uh, the pan flutes, and all these new sounds and textures I had never heard of uh, in films before, and to such great effect. It inspired basically the whole way that I approach uh, music with with combining sounds, creating new sounds, uh, so he was hugely influential on uh, the way that I approach film scoring. This is Ilya Smiral. A tragic death of James Horner left me shaken and disturbed. He was one of my inspirations to become a composer. His immense melodic talent, sense of drama, and musical form made him one of the few unique composers. He left us too early, but his music and his spirit will live and inspire us forever. I'm Olivier de Rivière, composer of Remember Me, the video game, 
I want to thank James Horner for the great achievement he's made for film scoring, of course. Uh, personally, I believe that his score, Aliens, made such an impression on me. The way he used the woodwinds, the echoing... Uh, that since then, I'm using it a lot of times. So, I believe his legacy will survive his death. So, rest in peace, Mr. Owner. Rest in peace. This is Catherine Bostick, and there are no words that can really properly describe the respect and admiration I have for James Horner. His extraordinary talent in film composing is iconic and breathtaking, to say the least. But for me, one thing stands out in the middle of all this, and that is his autonomy as an artist. And he recognized early on the gift of music that he had, and instinctually created from this place of authenticity. And in this way, he's inspired me to harvest this quality in my, my own creativity. And he's trusted this instinct without question. He was truly an artist of the highest order. You can hear it in every note that he wrote. You can hear the reverence and the joy he had for the gift of music in his life and we are all so blessed that he shared this with us rest in peace dear james horner and thank you Thank you for listening and sharing in this tribute for composer James Horner. It is the hope of every contributor to this project that as you listened, in some way your grief was lightened 
while your appreciation of James Horner and his music was lifted.